Welcome back to another episode of the Nutrition Awareness Podcast. And I have a surprise for you guys if you are an OG listener. I'm not alone today. I'm back. Megan's back. Woohoo! She had a baby or whatever. No big deal. (laughs) (laughs) She wrote a book. And now she's back on the podcast. Today is actually your first day back at the office. True. Yes. So if you guys are new listeners, Megan and I are both registered dietitians at a private practice, Nutrition Awareness, here in Orlando. We see clients one-on-one, in office, virtually. And you came into the office for your first client appointments since when? So I've been doing some virtual stuff from home, like one appointment a day kind of a thing, just with clients I've been super comfortable with that are totally fine if the baby wakes up and needs to sit in on the consultation. Don't tell the HIPAA people that I've been doing that, (laughs) (laughs) but he won't say anything. Um, But this is the first day that I've come back to have an initial consultation. So I have not taken a new client since last November. It's crazy to me that it's been since last November when mm-hmm. you stopped. And then you had Liam at the beginning of February. Yep. So you're back at it. How'd it go? Good. Today, good. I feel good. Yeah. And you have a bunch of new clients this week, too. Yeah. Some some people have scheduled new consultations, so I'm excited cool. to get back to it. So if you guys have listened to before, you have heard our spiel about how if you want to work with a dietitian, Megan and I are both accepting new clients. So if you want to book a new session with Megan, if you have read her book, which I know she's going to talk about a little bit today, before we jump into our episode, feel free to go on our website, orlandodietitian.com, and peruse availability because there's a lot more availability now. Yeah. So also, while I was gone, I just published a book. (laughs) I did not write the entire book on maternity leave or anything like that. I've been working on it for a long time. It's been a long time coming, but it did officially publish and we got it done. And April 1st, the ebook version came out and now the paperback is also available on Amazon. It's called The Optimized Life. And so I wrote this book so I could reach more entrepreneurs because I recognize that some of my favorite clients to work with were other people who own their own businesses and they had a lot of similarities and needed a lot of similar things. And so I wrote that book for them. So it's currently on Amazon, number one new release in a couple different categories. So that's super exciting. And I was also looking at some of the other books in those categories that are on that top list. And it's like, Michael Pollan. What? Yeah. So, oh. <laughs> so it's the number one new release in a couple categories. The categories that Amazon have are very random. So like one of the categories I'm in is like nutrition and then antioxidants and phytochemicals, just mm. because that's something that we talk about in the book. And then, so I was number 14 overall in sales. And so I was looking like, okay, well, who's above me? And it was like two of Michael Pollan books, like I think the, a Dan Barber book. So like all these authors that I've heard of and read their stuff. And I was like, yes, okay. Yeah, like, you're up there with the big I'm boys. I'm in a good competition and like hopefully I can get even higher. That is really exciting. Yes. Well, people have been posting about your book a lot on Instagram. So I, I could already tell like a lot of people were reading it. A lot of people were showing off that they were reading it. What do you think has been the best either compliment or best feedback you've got from people who have already read the book about what they like the most about it? I think I the 
what makes me feel really good is when people say that they feel like I wrote this book for them mm. and they feel like it's it's speaking to them like nothing else has ever spoken to them when it comes to nutrition because I think a lot of nutrition books are very science-based mm-hmm. and or they're very like this is this diet and here's how you follow this diet but they don't really talk to the person and so when I wrote the book I wrote it to my clients. So I had a couple clients in mind mm-hmm. while I was writing and I'm like, this is what I would say mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. And because I've gone through that process with so many clients, it was very easy for me to just kind of write all that out. And so I really love when people recognize that and they're like, you're speaking to me. And it's true because I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You knew your target audience. Yeah. That's awesome. This is really exciting. I love when people are posting about it. I bought a copy. My mom bought a copy. She told me this past weekend. (laughs) Awesome. So everybody's getting it. And you said you can get it on Amazon, yeah? Yep. The Optimized Life. Just uh, search The Optimized Life and it will come up and you can get it in ebook or in paperback. Cool. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about it a few times on the podcast just as it continues to surge up the charts on Amazon, (laughs) which is really exciting. What are we talking about today? Fitness routines. So I wanted to talk about this because I felt like I wanted to have a conversation about it and you're probably the best person to have a conversation (laughs) with about it. So I figured why don't we just record it because I've gone through a lot of transition over the past year just with I went from CrossFit all day every day. I love it. Never going to do anything else again in my life and then COVID happened and the gym shut down. Yep. So then trying to figure out that, and we got some home gym stuff, so transition into, like, working out at home, and then I got pregnant, and then I felt weird about going back to CrossFit when it opened back up, and there's so many movements that I couldn't do being pregnant, so going from all of that, being pregnant, having a baby, now the baby's here, and it's 11 weeks later, and trying to figure out how to get my core to work again, Mm. and from, there's so many different recommendations of, like, don't do anything to oh if you feel fine do this to don't ever do a crunch to you should start working your core day one like the Mm. recommendations are all over the board so I just like uh it's definitely been a transition trying to figure out like what's going to work for me now and I'm sure a lot Mm. of other people have kind of gone through that over the past year of like what their fitness routines have looked like and what they look like now and what they want them to look like in the future right doing some course correct when you can't really control everything that's going on yeah we should probably mention that neither of us right now are certified personal trainers Mm -hmm. we're not medical doctors we're registered dietitians so this is not meant to give any kind of uh, fitness prescription or specific recommendations it's just a conversation about what we've been doing and chatting about it and hopefully giving you guys some food for thought about how to change up your routine or how to maybe pivot if you have gone through a similar situation or maybe you're feeling kind of stale with what you're doing right Mm -hmm. now. You feel like, oh, I've been doing this. I'm burning myself into the ground, but I'm not seeing or feeling any changes. Mm -hmm. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about our nutrition around these workouts. We have episodes specific for pre and post-workout nutrition, and we sprinkle that kind of information in in a lot of our episodes, but these are mostly just going to be, as registered dietitians, our personal accounts of what we do and what feels best for us. So don't be afraid to experiment with your own life and, you know, make some changes, do some tests. Yeah, and what works for one person won't work for everybody, just Mm -hmm. like with nutrition. Um, You know, there's 
people that can do the Pilates, the bar, the yoga, and their bodies respond really well to that. And there are other people who lift heavy and Mm -hmm. their bodies respond really well to that. And then there are people who run marathons and their bodies respond really well to that. But then you might try that type of exercise and do it just as much or just as well as another person, but not really see the changes that you are looking for. And that is not a failure on your part. It's figuring out you Mm -hmm. and your genetics and what's going to work best for you and that's why I'm not opposed to people switching it up and doing different things so just because you joined Orange Theory two Mm -hmm. years ago doesn't mean you have to do Orange Theory for the rest of your life right you're not giving up because you decide to do something different I think that's totally okay and it's just sometimes you need to freshen things up if you notice that you're dreading going or even thinking about something then I think it's kind of time to find something new that reminds me of a DAP client I had <clears throat> she really wanted to get into an exercise routine she couldn't get herself motivated to do it she kind of dabbled in some things but because she joined DAP she was really excited about it and her friend was doing a group fitness here in Orlando I think the one she was doing was eat the frog mm-hmm. and it's similar to orange theory and she liked it at first and she's like I always leave there with a you know I, I feel accomplished I feel really good I feel energized yeah but pretty soon into doing it very often and this was like a very committed self-aware person mm-hmm. I don't think she was looking for excuses to quit because I actually she was looking for excuses to keep doing it oh. but she was feeling so much anxiety before the workout and she's like I, you know we were talking about things she'd done in the past and I was like well when you did these other types of exercises, did you feel butterflies in your stomach? Did you get overwhelmed? Did you feel stressed out? And she's like, no, it was more of like uh, an excitement feeling. I didn't mm. hate it. I didn't want to go because I'd be tired, but I didn't feel existential dread. Yeah. And I was like, that's a big sign that this probably isn't the best workout for you. Because if you're mm. feeling stressed mentally, emotionally, and then you walk into a situation where you're putting a ton of physical stress on yourself and then you're walking out of there not feeling that much better anymore it doesn't seem like a good fit yep. and so for her we had to explore new options she loves walking and she was like I could just walk all day long and I was like awesome Great. go for it boom yeah. and it, it was something that actually did her a lot of good yeah. caused her no anxiety it almost killed two birds with one stone yeah because she was also using it as stress relief uh-huh. it was like don't be afraid to let go of your ego or your friend's routine and do something a little bit less intense if it yields a better result over time. Yeah, I think, you know, exercise should be a stress reliever. It Mm -hmm. should not be a stress inducer. Mm -hmm. And if you're looking at your life of, is this causing me more stress or is it actually alleviating stress, then you really need to look at, what do I need to switch up and Mm -hmm. do differently? Because if you love walking but you're not walking because you don't have time because you're driving to this place and doing this thing that causes you more anxiety, it doesn't really make sense Mm -hmm. overall because I think you're going to be less happy overall and then that's going to lead into every other part and pattern of your life. Here's a question for you. What do you do if you have a client or maybe you're experiencing this? And this specific situation reminds me of this, where someone almost feels FOMO for missing out on a a workout class. They get involved in the environment, the atmosphere, their friends are going, they really like their trainer, they are being held accountable by these trainers, but their gut instinct is saying, eh, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I'm thinking of two people specifically who are, like, in it just for the culture mm-hmm. and not for, they, like, hated the workouts <laughs> at this point, and their, like, their body was not responding in the way we we wanted it to for the specific type of exercise that they were doing, and so... With them, like, I remember with the, with the one guy, we made a deal that he was going to still work with this trainer one-on-one versus just going to the class because he was really close with the mm-hmm. trainer. So he was going to start working with this trainer one-on-one, and then he was just going to hang out with them, like, the people that he liked, like, as friends on the weekend, and he was going to switch to, like, a totally different style of working out so I think there's definitely a balance there because when you get stuck in some of the culture of like the boot camps and the CrossFit and stuff like that and you know especially if you have a certain injury like I've seen a lot of people in CrossFit who have like a shoulder injury and a knee injury and it's like you can't do half of these movements but you're still here you're still like you're still here (laughs) why are you still here trying to modify every single thing that you do like maybe we need to do something a little more low impact or gentler on your body at this Mm -hmm. point until you get healed up so yeah I've definitely seen that happen where it's more of a social thing Mm -hmm. and it's not as good for your body (laughs) a social thing and an ego thing Mm -hmm. I think I know I've been guilty of this and I've talked about this on an episode where I was so like I'm just gonna go to the gym put my head down headphones on I lift heavy you know I do these like bodybuilder type workouts because that's what really my body when I was first starting to lift weights in college like oh I just saw tremendous changes very quickly Mm -hmm. and it became very therapeutic and my ego was so attached to that culture of lifting weights in the gym is king you know Mm -hmm. and even though I consciously didn't really think that anymore it was so hard for me to break out of that comfort zone of being like wait a minute you are not getting much stronger. You're not feeling challenged. You're just kind of going through the motions, doing the same shit you've been doing for a mm-hmm. while. You lift heavier, you do different programs, but it's like the same thing in a different box. And I'd been doing this for eight years. Yeah. Yeah, I think I started when I was around 18, 19 years old. So I'd been in there doing the same kind of stuff for a long time. And I was like, I love it. It is so scary to do something else. And when the pandemic hit, you had to do other things. Mm-hmm. And I wish that I had maybe seen this differently where I was like, ah, when you're forced to do something you're uncomfortable with, it's really sticky and icky and weird in the beginning. You're like, ooh, I don't like this. <laughs> ooh, I don't want to put my shoes on and go run because, but what am I going to do? Just do nothing? No, yeah. that's not my type. Okay, I'm going to do some different types of workouts with the Peloton app, different types of boot camps. Different. And I was like, oh, like I really like experimenting with different things. I really like yoga. I really like running. And I didn't miss lifting as much. Yeah. And it was really exciting for me to be like, I can do other things mm-hmm. and I'm not going to just turn into this like blob of jelly that my <laughs> mind was trying to convince me I would do if I didn't lift five, six days a week. Right. Yeah. And I think big picture, what helps to helps you to figure this out and helps me to figure this out with my clients is like asking them what they want out of it. Mm-hmm. So when you get when you're stuck in a routine all the time and you're just doing that routine over and over again you never really ask yourself hey what do you actually want Mm -hmm. to accomplish like I remember the the one this one girl was doing her at home boot camp style workouts and she just got up every morning and did it and Mm -hmm. never really thought about it and it was just what she was always doing and I was like okay well what are you trying to get out of this Mm -hmm. because you've been doing this for years and years and she's like 
well, I don't really, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, we need to figure out what are some actual goals that you're working towards mm-hmm. so that we can make sure your workouts are tailored to you actually accomplishing mm-hmm. those things. And she's like, well, if I'm being honest, like I really want to be able to do a pull up, mm. which I know is like something that like some people kind of put on a pedestal, like being able to do a pull up. And I'm like, okay, well, how often do you really work on that? And she's like, well, never in my yeah. camp class. I'm like, okay, well, that's never going <laughs> to happen then. Yeah. You're never going to be able to do a pull up if you're not specifically working on those things. So what's important to you? If you don't care if you ever do a pull up again, then don't work on pull-ups like let's work on something else and kind of working backwards from there and then also if it's like you know I don't care if I really accomplish anything physical wise like I don't have specific goals well getting into a specific exercise routine can help you Mm -hmm. to figure out what are the goals that you want Mm, yeah you if you've ever attempted to improve your diet we don't have to tell you that changing your eating habits is hard working with hundreds of clients one-on-one The root problem is typically one of two things. First, you don't have a clear plan or direction to help you stick to your eating goals. Or two, you have no one holding you accountable to these goals for the long haul. Your solution to both of these issues is DAP, which stands for Daily Accountability Program. DAP is a 30-day virtual coaching program where one of our registered dietitians at Nutrition Awareness not only helps you craft a personalized blueprint to reaching your goals, but holds you accountable to that plan every single day. During each 30-day cycle of DAP, we teach you how to plan and stick to your healthy lifestyle and or weight loss goals through personalized nutrition and daily accountability via video, audio, and text message. Nothing is automated. You're talking to a real-life dietitian who understands you, your lifestyle, struggles, and goals. If you're curious about DAP, we invite you to view our application, which provides more information as well as some of the testimonials from previous clients who have found tremendous success on DAP. The application can be found on our website, www.orlandodietitian.com backslash coaching. Just scroll to the bottom and you'll see our application form. Again, that's orlandodietitian.com Dietitian is spelled D-I-E-T-I-T-I-A-N. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of you have to meet yourself where you are and recognize, do I need a routine? Is that the priority? Or do I need to change up my routine? Or do I need to just start something or do something? I think the big change for me is so, like, I was into CrossFit for probably three or four years. Mm. And to go from that and I have this whole, like, sheet of this is how much you lifted on this day and this is your goal and can you get higher and like here's your PR here and here's how many times you did it and there are specific workouts that you do in a specific amount of time and can you beat this time and so those are all my goals were all wrapped up into that and 99% of those things I can't really do at home and I especially couldn't do when I'm pregnant and I can't do now because I have no core strength Mm -hmm. so those are my old goals so now it's figuring out okay like what are my goals now because my I don't have a goal to squat 210 anymore Mm -hmm. like I don't care if I ever squat 210 again but it took me getting out of that situation to be like why do you really why do you want to squat 210 like is there a reason for you no it's just an ego thing of like I want to be able to put that much weight Mm. on the bar and move it Mm -hmm. but for me for now that doesn't really make sense So working backwards and figuring out how much time do I actually have and what would make sense for my body in this period of time. So I've been doing the Pilates workouts Mm -hmm. on the Peloton app 
which my previous ego mind would be like, you're laying on the floor and breathing. Like, what are you doing? But now I'm like, I have no core strength. Mm -hmm. I need to start here and I need to start matching my breath to my core and moving and trying to get those things back again because I went from being able to cycle through pull-ups to I can't even hold myself up on the bar without my core feeling like it's going to explode. Mm -hmm. And so from there, and then you're told like, well, don't do things that make you feel that way. So it's like, well, where do I start? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then I think laying on the floor and breathing and pulling my legs up is somewhere to start. So, and then that, I kind of have the ego thing of like, well, I didn't sweat. Like, did I actually get a workout in? So am I doing the things I need to do to get back in shape and start feeling like myself again so I've just had to kind of like wipe the slate Mm -hmm. clean of like what a workout actually is it doesn't mean that my knees are dirty and I'm dripping with sweat it just means like I did something for right now what do you think your goals are and what that looks like I mean I hear you say you're kind of working through that yeah, so I think I'm I'm over right now at least I'm over the like hitting the PRs right. in terms of weights and things like that and personal records for people who aren't in the the weird like CrossFit bodybuilding speak. So I don't need to get back to a certain weight of lifting for deadlifts or squats or snatches or anything like that anymore. I really just want to be able to move my body efficiently again. Mm-hmm. Right now, doing anything like a box jump or jumping rope or burpees or anything like that it feels like um, my body is a train and I'm just Mm -hmm. like pulling it Mm -hmm. so getting back to the point where I feel like my breath is married to the movement and I can kind of get through it and feel like I'm in shape is the best word I can think Mm -hmm. of I don't know that it really describes it well but like when Norman the dog is wanting to run down the street and I want to run along with him like I want to be able to like move Mm -hmm. efficiently in doing that and right now my body just feels like there's so much shit wrong with it that I can't do that so it's like almost like a rehabilitation Mm. phase that I feel like I'm in that's the word that was coming to my mind I was thinking like some functional rehab it sounds Mm -hmm. like almost like you're in physical therapy but just in a different context yeah exactly and I would love to like I don't know if this exists because I haven't specifically googled it but I wish there were physical therapists that you go to after you've had a baby like so like a postnatal physical therapist who like just specializes in that that you would go to and work with you on everything from pelvic floor to my ankles crack every time I make a movement because my ligaments are still loose, I guess. This is from another another physical therapist told me, like, why this is happening because your muscles relax and everything relax when you're about to have a baby, so it makes it easier to have the baby. Well, you still have that hormone in your body after you have the baby. So, like, my joints and everything just don't fit together the way that they did before. Mm-hmm. So I wish, like, working with someone specifically to either alleviate the problem like alleviate my mind from the problems or like give me specific exercises it's really weird that you bring this up because i know a personal trainer who is out of the so we have an office here Mm -hmm. and there's a gym next to us and he specializes in pelvic floor women exercise no he does not like to focus on weight loss he told me yeah but it's pelvic floor exercises. Great. So I, <laughs> I'm I gonna give you some right now. Yes, I need him and probably many, many other women need him. Too. If you're listening to this and you're looking for this, <laughs> shoot us a DM on nutrition awareness, <laughs> nutrition dot awareness Instagram, because yeah. 
I have his name, and I met up with him about six months ago, and he's great because I had two clients that went to him. Sweet. And okay. they loved him, and so he came over because he's conjoined in our building. So if you're in the Orlando area or you're a client, he's right over there. But he did tell me he does not like to work with weight loss goals. It's fitness, pelvic floor. Functional movement. Specifically women. Okay, great. So stay tuned for everyone. But yeah. I have this one for you too. But I, I like the way that you are. I, I think this would be really hard for me is the ego part where you're like, this is what I used to do. I used to be able to lift all these things. Great you had a baby. So you do have that that reason like of course you're not mm-hmm. supposed to be doing all this stuff you just gave birth to a baby after being pregnant for nine months and not training like that but it's hard to go back to workouts that maybe you used to look at and be like oh that's not going to challenge me <laughs> do you feel challenged when you're on the floor doing the no pel- no it's it's not that i'm not cha- like not challenged in the way that like oh i can do this it's so easy like no like just moving my leg like putting my leg straight up and then moving it in circles you do that 10 times and yeah it hurts and Mm -hmm. it's like challenging to do that but I don't get the same feeling Mm. afterwards of like I just went through some shit like you know what I mean like you get done and you're like oh like maybe I moved my maybe I like worked my glute a little bit but I don't get that same feeling that reminds me of something I heard and it was we often confuse a good workout with the perceived rate of exertion Mm -hmm. so what that means is if you go to a boot camp class that Literally, it could have just been like some random exercises with no functionality behind it, no real purpose other than to get your heart rate up a lot and get you moving and doing things. You walk out of that workout class and you're like, whoa. And I know you see this with clients. It's a lot of cardio things. It's like, I just had a good workout. I burned 450 calories in 30 minutes on my fitness watch. And they do it over and over again. They're like, what the heck? How come I'm not changes well they had a perceived rate of exertion that was really high because it's really freaking hard those boot camp classes Mm -hmm. love hate them because you get a good endorphin high you feel awesome you become more athletic perhaps you build better cardiovascular endurance whatever but then if you're looking at workouts that are more strength-based or functional like that it don't they don't seem as hard but they're doing that base work that you need i always think of it in terms of money i think if you're doing a cardio class and this is specific to cardiovascular not like crossfit classes or those strength training classes but when you're doing a cardio class where you're just burning calories and you're running on a treadmill or you're doing your thing it's like you clock into work and you get paid until you clock out and then it stops so it's like Ooh, oh you're burning yeah. 400 calories doing all this stuff and then you're done yep Then if you're doing something where you're building that below the surface work, building muscle, building core strength, improving your athleticism through functional calisthenics or whatever you're up to, it's like doing an investment. You put, you know, $10 in your investment account, doesn't seem like a whole lot, and you make a few cents, you do it over and over again, and the return on investment is exponential. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't seem like you're putting a lot on the table when you're doing it. But over time, you're going to have a better payoff. And so you can think about this if you want to think about it, you know, listeners, is very black and white. Is like if you're burning calories. You're burning calories when you're clocking in and out of work. But, oh, do you want to build lean muscle and do you want to build strength and athleticism that can actually help you burn more fat at rest, build the body composition you're looking for? Okay, well, yeah, maybe your new workout routine isn't going to look the same. Yeah. But it's going to have a different effect on your body over time. Yep. And this is like a conversation I know both of you, both of us have with our clients mm-hmm. where we're like, hey, you know, why are you, if you're trying to get toned, if you're showing me a picture 
of a bikini model that's clearly got muscle definition, what are you doing? And you're running three times a week. Yeah. You're running three miles three times a week at a steady pace. Which if you love it, fine, but it's not going to get, get you there. Yeah, yeah. And you can work it in somehow. I get it. But you, you need to, you got to push yourself through that comfort zone, that threshold, and try something yeah. new. You have to get out of your comfort zone. All workouts are not created equal when it comes to specific goals. Mm-hmm. And all bodies are not created equal when it comes to specific goals Heard as that. well. And that's frustrating for people. I know it's frustrating for me mm-hmm. when I see somebody else can, you know, quickly work their way up a specific type of exercise program and they're kicking butt and I'm like, what the heck? But I know on the flip side that I'm really good at some things that they just yep. struggle at and they look at me and they're like, how do you do that? And I'm like, how do you not do that? And it's just <laughs> yeah. sort of like, uh, yeah. there is definitely some kind of maybe genetic component or mindset or mm-hmm. physicality to it. And you have to experiment with different things and see what works and then stick with it. You can't just do one thing and be like, F that, I'm done. Yeah. And that's why I really liked CrossFit too, because you'd have some workouts where you knew the people in there were going to really excel at that. And then the next day, the workout would be completely different and they'd be like the last person done with the workout. It's like the great equalizer because you can't be good at all things. So I definitely did like that. And I definitely, I 100, I will admit, I 100% miss CrossFit all day, every day, but it takes two hours to drive there, get all your stuff together, do the workout, go home, and it's just not possible with a kid right now, so I'm just never going to go back to that until, I don't know, he goes to school or something like that. I don't know. Until you can, yeah. um, So I I have a gym at home now with most things that you need in a gym at home, and we have a Peloton. So I'm trying to really do like a wide variety of things to see like what catches my fancy and if I want to kind of focus on one thing so like Mondays I'm going to do a CrossFit style workout Tuesdays I'm going to do a Peloton workout Wednesdays I'm going to run with Norman Thursdays I'm going to do more of like some kind of a functional movement that's gentler on the body whether it's like a bar or pilates or a yoga class that's on the peloton app so that's my and then anything that happens friday saturday sunday is just bonus Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna try that so far to be like okay here are all the different things the different movements a little bit of a, a little bit of everything and see how that goes how is that going to impact how you eat around the workouts So it will definitely change based on what kind of workout I'm doing. So if I'm doing like a CrossFit style workout, then I'm going to try to incorporate weights into those for sure. Like definitely a heavier weight day since I'm doing two other just strict cardio days. Definitely going to make sure I have protein afterwards kind of right away after that workout. Mm -hmm. Now when it comes to like the Peloton and going for a run, I'm not really timing my nutrition around Mm -hmm. that as much. Um, when I go on the run, that'll be in the afternoon. So I'll probably make sure that I've had a snack within the first hour or two of that. But then when I get back, I'm not super like concerned about getting mm-hmm. a lot of protein in. So I'm really only concerned with that on the, on the lifting days, but I think I'll probably do like a quick protein shake because mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to get 25 grams of protein in from anything else that's quick <laughs> and I don't have time to turn on the stove at that point so I'll probably just do a shake on those days yeah make it simple make it easy on yourself yep one thing that I that just comes to mind while you say all these things is yeah you're a planner that's why it's gonna work mm-hmm. because you've thought all this through I can I'm trying to think of you know if I was somebody who was not exercising or not in a routine or kind of feeling overwhelmed 
hearing that, I think I'd feel a little overwhelmed. Like, oh my God, how does she do all this stuff? But you had sent me a photo of, hey, this is like how I'm going to balance my new baby, <laughs> going back to work and working out. And you sat down and you time stamped everything. Yeah. It wasn't like a to-do list. It was like from 6 to 6.30, I'm doing this. From 6 or 6.30 to 6.45, protein shake. Yeah. Um, shower, get ready. And so you had scheduled and you time blocked things out. And I think that's really crucial because a lot of people just live their life on, okay, to do this. Okay, I'm going to do this and this and this and that. But they don't actually put in a plan or a schedule and then they're left flailing around. But if you can sit down on those rest days and plan out, okay, here's when I'm going to work out. Here is what I'm going to do at my workout. Here's the nutrition I need to know before and after because it's different, especially in your situation. But for other people, they might be doing different things every day and different times of day, depending on their schedule. So if you sit down and plan it out and actually time block it, it's less overwhelming. And I've even figured out that I have to know the workout that I'm doing the next day, mm-hmm. even the night before, because because the time is so precious. So I only have like 35 minute mm-hmm. block and that's it. I have mm-hmm. 35 minutes. So if I spend 10 of those minutes picking which Peloton ride I want to do, because I'm looking at all the music, like no. it, I, now I only have 15 minutes to work out. Yep. So I actually have to have those picked ahead of time and know which ones I'm going to do. And I'm hoping right now it gets to the point where I don't even have to think about it and I just get on and go. Right now I'm kind of like dragging ass a little bit when I wake Mm -hmm. up and I'm like, oh, it's 6.35. I should have been on at 6.30. And so I'm hoping that gets more efficient. And so I'm not saying it's easy at all, but definitely going through my schedule and writing this is exactly when this needs to happen. I don't have an excuse. Like that's, that's my window. And if I miss that window, it's not happening. Yeah. You don't give yourself an option B. Yeah. That's a good thing. So this morning, like, I was supposed to do a 30-minute ride, and I only did a 20-minute ride because I just, I had 10 minutes somewhere that got lost. Mm -hmm. I don't know where it got lost, but I need to just get more efficient at that so I can get the 30-minute in. But what's key, and I know you wouldn't do this because I know you as a person, but it takes trial and error, and you're not going to give up. You're just going to figure out what, it's not going to be, you're not going to say, like, oh, you know, like, you know, I don't have 30 minutes. I just had 20 minutes, so might as well not do anything at all. No, you're still going to do what you can do. You're going to figure it out. You're not just going to say, well, forget this. Like, I'm not going to do this. I don't have the time. Well, I've definitely recognized that it totally affects my mood mm-hmm. and who I am as an individual. If I go for a week without working out, I'm not a nice person. And I, th- I start to question things and I get depressed. And it's like, what is going on? And then I'm like, oh, I just need to get a workout in. Yeah. If I get a workout in everything will start to look a little bit better and feel a little bit better. And then if I can do that the next day, it just continues from there. And this has been studied and shown over and over again that exercise is just as effective as antidepressants, which sounds absolutely insane. Until you get into it and realize it's true. But if we could just, if we could give that out as a prescription instead of giving out meds as a prescription. I'm not saying there aren't people who need medications. I 100% yes. But if we could just start with the prescription of exercise first and see what that changes, mm-hmm. like wouldn't that... Yeah. I mean... At least in conjunction. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So one thing I wanted to talk about that I haven't brought up yet that I'm dealing with that I'm sure other people that have had babies were aware of this and have dealt with this, but when you are pregnant, your abdominal muscles completely separate. 
Like, there's a, <laughs> there's, they're no longer together. They separate to make room for the baby. And then it takes them a long time to come back together. Which is crazy. So No even, one talks about this. <laughs> yeah. So even right now, like, if I were to go, like, try to do a crunch or something like that, my stomach looks like a triangle. Hmm. So it's like, because there's not those abdominal muscles to keep everything in there, there's a gap there. So everything kind of comes through that gap. And there's no real like, oh, like once you're at six weeks, like this will stop. And some people, it takes a really long time yeah. for that to heal. It's called, I think it's called like diastasis recti is like the, the technical term for when they stay separated. So it's like this really fine line between I want to work those muscles and get them to come back to what they were before. But then at the other hand, it's like you don't want to overwork those muscles because you may delay them coming back together Mm. but it's very very it's very odd like to just feel like you all of a sudden have no core strength like you don't have the big belly anymore but it's also like hard to do anything that requires your core which any kind of full body movement is going to require your core to do that even with yoga and pilates and bar and all of those things to engage your core and then feel like you're not really getting any strength out of it is crazy well, it's weird to me because I thought the way you were speaking about it at first, I'm like, oh, like it makes sense then why you'd want to do just a bunch of core workouts until you were like, oh, you don't want to overdo it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, they, I, like, and they say like, don't like definitely don't do this type. And then you're like, okay. And then you read this other thing. And it's like, definitely do do that. <laughs> what? Like, and I think it's just one of those things where like, you just don't know. And it's in probably like nutrition where a lot of people like don't actually know what they're talking about that are writing about it yeah and then you just need to find a specialist who knows those things Mm -hmm. comes full circle yeah exactly yeah i didn't know about that until you told me about it it's weird so godspeed (laughs) (laughs) i don't have kids so i don't know about this but (laughs) maybe in the future yeah so it's been 11 weeks since i've had liam and i definitely still have that separation and you can like you could physically see it if i showed you so I don't know how long it takes most people to get over that. And I've asked a couple of my friends and they've been like, yeah, I haven't, and didn't really have a problem with it. So mm. maybe it's just something I notice more uh, because I'm trying to do certain things or maybe I'm just taking longer to heal. Either way, it is what it is. It's not like you're doing nothing about it. And I think that's the most important thing. You know, you're thinking about it, you're researching it, you're doing stuff. Yeah. And your body might not be the same as your friends. And shout out to Peloton because they literally have everything you could ever yeah, they want do. within that app. So, like, these Pilates classes, I, I think Pilates is a pretty new offering for them. But they have beginner classes where you don't have to feel intimidated. Actually... My friend was in town and she had never done a Pilates class and I was like, well, let's just like throw one up there. And she thought it was gonna be super hard and I picked a beginner one. She was like, oh, that wasn't, yeah. that wasn't tough. So, but it's like just an introduction to it. But then you can also pick the advanced one when it's gonna kick your ass. Yeah. And same thing with the cycling workouts and their boot camps and their strength training. Like they've got everything. And for what's like $35 a month or something like that for that app. Whenever so. clients ask me, they're like, what kinds of things, like what should I do if I'm doing homework? workouts and like get the peloton app they have a free trial yeah they do if you haven't used it before they have the free trial and their instructors are so much better than any other instructors that i feel like they actually coach you mm-hmm. versus i think there's a big difference between the instructors that are just like rah rah you're doing a good job versus the ones that make you better yeah so oh i, I think know they that have a lot of coaches that 
really focus on making you better versus mm. rah rah just get a workout in. And if that's what you want, you can pick the ones that do that. But I'm always I'm the type of person I'm like I need like those little improvements and I want to know how to get better at yeah. this. And I feel like they do a good job. Speaking of Pilates classes, I'm excited because <laughs> uh, we're doing a Pilates class together, you and I, on this Thursday. I guess yeah. yeah so the day the episode's released. My first Pilates class ever. I've never even done them on the app. Yeah. And one of my clients actually, gave, she works at the Pilates class here in Orlando, one of the studios. And she told me that she suggested the class that we're doing because it's the hardest instructor. And she's going to kick our butts the most Crap. for the beginner class. So that's why I was like, because she emailed me like the certain instructor. And I was like, yeah, why would you recognize, like, recommend her? She's like, oh, because she's the hardest. Like, she's going to oh, kick crap. your ass. And I was like... <laughs> You know us. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, that sounds fun. Yeah. So we're trying. I think it's called the Pilates Loft. Mm-hmm. So we're trying that out. So we'll let you know how that. I'm how excited. That goes. Yeah. I've always wanted to do it. Okay. Tell us about F45. Yes. That you've been doing. So I've been doing F45, which is a. It's it stands for functional 45 minutes. So all the exercises you're doing are they kind of remind me of. Like soccer practice as okay. a kid kind yeah, of thing, like but conditioning. it's but it's different. It's okay. So every other day is different. So Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays are cardio boot camp style. Okay. So it's all circuit training. You're in a group room, and you every workout's different. You never do the same workout, and there's different templates, different themes, and different timings. But essentially, it's a circuit training workout for 45 minutes. All the exercises are based on functional movements. So there's a purpose to them. It could be some kind of stabilization. It could be something that is building um, cardiovascular endurance, et cetera, et cetera. And then Tuesdays, Thursdays, Sundays, pure strength. So you're doing a full body circuit strength workout. And there's options and there's different weights. So you can go really light and high rep. You can do heavy and you could do slower movements or less reps. But every workout's different. And then Saturday is a 60-minute hybrid. So it's half strength, half cardio. So what I've been doing is because I like to do my movement in the morning when I can. It just If I'm going to a group training class, if I'm going somewhere, I has to be done early. It's just okay. that's what I do. So mm-hmm. I like to wake up and I like to work out. Less excuses in Less the excuses morning. Less excuses. <laughs> just do it. Just go. But because I see clients in the mornings on Mondays and Tuesdays pretty consistently, you have to commit to these F45 classes. You have to sign up, you know, online and you got to book your spot because there's limited spots. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's just getting too much for me. And so what I do is on Mondays and Tuesdays in the afternoon, I do my own strength training workout. Okay. So I do my own. I do an upper body and a lower body. Every day I just walk my dog. So I do a lot of walking. So I don't put a lot of pressure on myself in these workouts anymore because I used to be really structured with mm-hmm. my lifts. And I was like, on Mondays, it's this day and Tuesdays. And so it's just upper body, lower body. I'm in there for 45, 60 minutes. And I push myself, but it's not the same mentality I used to have. I'm like, I got to get in here. Remember? Yeah. And then Wednesday, I do the class at F45. Thursday, I do the full body strength. And then Fridays, uh, whatever. Sometimes I take it as a rest day. And on the weekends, it's just random. It's either I do another F45 class, so I'm usually there about three or four times a week. Mm-hmm. I've been doing a lot of long walks, a lot of hikes, dilly-dallying in some random different activity. But the consistent is Monday through Thursday, I'm always working out. I try to do it as early as I can. Otherwise, I lift in the afternoon, Friday and Saturday and Sunday. I do at least one thing. What do you think has been the key to you being consistent like that? 
a lot of different things. I'm like you, or if I don't work out for a couple days, three days, four days, that's when I start to notice it. I'm like, like I'm a, I'm a bitch. I'm moody. <laughs> I don't feel good. I physically just, I'm like, I feel fluffy. I don't, I feel like I have all this energy in me and it needs a, a release. And when I was in college, there was a time where I, I was like winter break and I was like, all right, I'm going to work out every day for 30 days, which is a little extreme. But it took that 30-day extreme, like, I'm just going to work out every day for me to maybe develop a minor obsession over it. But I've always felt like it was a healthy obsession. Like, I can't wait to work out. <laughs> like, I remember just sitting in class and, like, daydreaming about working out because I just felt really empowered by yeah. weightlifting. And at the time, I was going through a lot of personal things. I was in a relationship with somebody who really disempowered me. He made me feel horrible. But when I was in the gym, I felt like a, a bad bitch is all I could say. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is like training me for life a little yeah. bit. So I started to, maybe it sounds cliche, but I was like, this is very therapeutic for me. And then I started working at the college gym I went to and made a lot of friends in the in the fitness world of college, I suppose, right? How, how extreme could that be? But my friends were all interested in it. My dad's really interested in it. I was talking about it a lot. It made sense with nutrition. So it made me geek out on nutrition in a whole new light. And it just became something that I identified really strongly with. So for me, I think when I think of myself, I'm like, Kate, I'm an active person. I am an energetic person. I'm a healthy, strong person. And that's just how I see myself. Mm -hmm. And so working out and being active and moving a lot is just really in alignment with who I believe I am. So when I don't do those things, I start to feel, I guess, maybe shameful because I'm like, oh, I'm like not being true to who I am or who I really want to be. Yeah. So then I just kick myself right back into gear and those thoughts go away. Mm -hmm. So it's really, so if I, if you were coaching somebody who doesn't identify Mm -hmm. as that and wants to Mm -hmm. identify as that, what helped you to kind of bridge that gap? Mm. Or what would you tell someone who wants to identify as someone who's super active, but just isn't right now? I say you have to start taking action. So you have to imagine the person that you want to be. Get like crystal clear. You're you want to identify as somebody who is really fit and active. Well, get to know that person as if you're already that person. What do they do? How do what do they how do they spend their time? What do they do for fun? Um, who do they talk to? What do they talk about? Really kind of, it's almost like if, if with business. It's like mm-hmm. get to know your ideal client, but then get to know your ideal version of yourself and just write a bunch of lists of what these things, what things does this person does. Yeah. And this is in the specific context of exercise or health or fitness. And then look at that and say, okay, what one to three things can I start to implement consistently and don't overwhelm overwhelm yourself with stuff i mean if you're imagining yourself as somebody who's competing in crossfit competitions but you can't do a pull-up right now okay break that down and say okay maybe it's just joining a crossfit gym Mm -hmm. or getting into a gym or joining some kind of fitness atmosphere that's in alignment with the identity that you are trying to embody commit to going a certain number of times per week and go from there you have to just start taking action as if the ideal version of yourself was already you. Yeah. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? No, it does. It definitely does. And really knowing your limitations too and not burning yeah. yourself out. Like, yeah. you know, because if you see your, my client today, I was like, okay, so in an ideal world, like how many times are you working out? And she's like, I'm working out at 630 in the morning, five days a week. And I'm like, okay, but you're mm-hmm. doing zero right now. Yeah. 
does this goal really make sense to right. go from zero to five? And she's like, it absolutely does not make sense. <laughs> like, okay, so, like, what can we start with? What's the you now and what's the you in five months yeah. from now? So, imagining that and then that way we can kind of measure your progress over time mm-hmm. instead of you going from zero to 100, mm-hmm. which is what a lot of, especially, like, the entrepreneurial clients mm-hmm. who are super highly motivated want to do with exercise and you burn yourself out or you get injured or you get run down and it ends up being more mm-hmm. stress on your body because exercise does induce stress on your body it's not necessarily all bad stress but you need to identify when there's too much of that stress mm-hmm. going on and when you need to take a step back from it or when you just need to set your goals a little bit lower than what your ideal is to get you in the zone mm-hmm. of doing those things. Yeah, I love that you brought that up because you have to break it down. You have to set that big goal and then break it down into digestible steps and be okay with being fluid. Like maybe you can actually push yourself a little bit more or maybe you need to scale back. But if you're so married to this either I do extreme or I am a failure and I do nothing at all, you're going to dig your own grave yeah and I think a lot of times people get super intimidated and they're like I well I can't do box jumps and I can't do I can't jump rope and and for all those people I just want to say like you know do one step at a time so like your steps at your house like move up and down those steps like do that for 10 minutes Mm -hmm. like that's a big deal going from sitting on your butt to doing that for 10 minutes like that's a big deal. All of that is moving towards this person that you want to be or these goals that you want to accomplish. And it's not all or nothing. It's Mm -hmm. not you have to get 60 minutes of balls to the wall in your face workout to get started and for you to feel better. It doesn't take a whole lot for you to feel better. Maybe two laps around the block and you're going to start to feel better by getting outside breathing again and seeing some people waving and looking at the trees you're going to feel a little bit better as long as your head's not in your phone while you're walking i know i can be guilty of that and then i'm like oh i could have felt so much better if i just left my phone at home looking around i do want to say when i was telling my story i was in college on winter break and i had nothing to do (laughs) by the way and i was also like 19 or 20 so don't i i I, that's just my story that's how it wound up Mm -hmm. but it just i got lucky that i was able to wrap that up in my identity and i think there are so many different ways to do that and if you put this weird pressure on yourself to do to follow some metric that you saw somebody else doing like I work out four days a week, 60 minutes, 20 minutes on these days. If you follow the parameters of somebody else and that's your standard and that doesn't work for you, you're going to end up back at zero. So you have to either have a conversation with somebody or yourself, meet yourself halfway. I think that's what's what we do really well is we ask people what they are currently doing Mm -hmm. and then what they want Mm -hmm. out of their lives and then we just help them bridge that gap so we're not like making up any kind of magic it's just you need somebody else to give you some feedback sometimes on how to bridge that gap between where you are now and where you want to be and Mm -hmm. i really think that that's what we do a lot of with our clients Mm -hmm. and whether that means like coming up with a new schedule and a routine for them or really figuring out what actually makes sense like for that one client, okay, three days a week actually makes more sense mm-hmm. for you. Five doesn't really necessarily mm-hmm. make sense. Mm-mm. Just like packing your lunch five days a week right from the gate, 
that's probably not yeah. going to last any more than two weeks. So maybe we do that three days a week and mm-hmm. you go from like going out to lunch every single day with your clients or your friends or your coworkers to never doing yeah. that. Like that's not realistic. That's not going to happen. And you're going to miss that and you're going to want to go out with your friends. So let's pick three restaurants that are around you where you can get something healthy on two of those days and then pack your lunch two of those days and then the other day if you want to get burger and fries go right ahead ahead. and do it but that's what makes sense for your life and it just sometimes takes somebody else looking Mm -hmm. at it to see where those gaps are and what actually makes sense for you to do yeah i went through that with f45 because i love it it is so (laughs) fun and i had to do that ego thing where my kate it doesn't make sense for you to be going at 6.30 in the morning and rushing around and feeling more stressed if you have an appointment at 8 a.m. Like, yeah. don't do that to yourself. Don't give yourself... Like, you cannot do that. And if you know you're not going to have a good cardiovascular workout at 4.30 p.m., because that's not my energy peak, do something else and it's okay. So it is definitely saying, like, you know, maybe taking that day off or maybe do something low intensity and not beating yourself up to the old used standards or a friend standard. And especially for women, I was listening to um, some type of doctor, and I can't remember who she was or what she, where she was from, but she was talking about female athletes specifically and doing some studies with them and seeing that three days of high-intensity activity was actually much better for mm-hmm. women than the five days yeah. of high-intensity activity. So I see you that. think you're doing a really good job by going every single day and you never miss a day. And I know for myself as well, three days of CrossFit was much better for me than five days yeah. of CrossFit because my body was broken down after five days of doing that high intense activity. So just keep that in mind as well, that like three days of high intense activity, like you're doing a damn good job and that may actually be even better for your body. And if you still want to work out on those other days, just do something low impact, go for a walk, go for a bike ride, do something fun, play some volleyball, tennis, something like that. Yeah, be active. Like I I love that. And this is maybe the, the point that we'll wrap up on is especially for women, I think we absorb the influence of a lot of men in their workouts. It's just, this is fine. And I think men, you know, for a fact, men's bodies respond a lot better and can recover easier because mm-hmm. of that testosterone. Yep. So your boyfriend, your brother, he might be able to do CrossFit five days a week, or he can get into F45 and do the 45 day challenge and get in there almost every time. But you're like, why am I feeling horrible? It's just, you're different. Like females mm-hmm. are different and there's exceptions to the rule there always is going to be exceptions to the rule but don't be ashamed to just take a walk i think that's the most underrated form of exercise mm-hmm. if your body's tired it doesn't mean you can you don't have to just sit there on the couch and do nothing you don't have to be a bum you can still move your body just in a restorative manner and it energizes you yeah, it too does. it's one of those things where like oh, i don't have energy i don't want to go do this but then you go do it and you actually get more mm-hmm. energy from it And I remember, like, the main point of this woman that I was listening to, maybe we can put it in the notes if I figure out who she was, she said, we are not small men. Mm -hmm. Like, women are not just small men. Yeah. So, like, all of these nutrition and exercise recommendations, a lot of times they're based off of studies done with 25-year-old males. Yeah, yeah. It's like, we are not those people. Yeah. Like, we need to take into consideration all these other things that we deal with, too, and maybe not take those same recommendations for ourselves i love that i think that's a good place to end we definitely talked a lot today about our own fitness routines and if you follow us on instagram we post our workouts on there all the time Mm -hmm. and we switch things up so if we talk about this again in six months 
good chance it's <laughs> yeah. different. Yeah. Um, I want to say if you are here in the Orlando area and you want to try any of the workouts that we've talked about, we mentioned the Pilates loft. We're going to the one in downtown Orlando. I go to F45 downtown Orlando. I know they let you try the first two classes free. Mm-hmm. I'd always recommend starting on a Sunday. I think it's the best day to do it or a Tuesday, Thursday strength class. Uh, do you have any recommendations for people in Orlando of uh, places to try? Subu CrossFit. Um, I will always be an advocate for them. I think they have really great coaches. They help you with form. It's not one of those places that just kind of throw you mm-hmm. into a workout and you're afraid to get injured or anything like that. Um, Project 7 Yoga is oh, my yeah. favorite yoga studio in town. You can pay $7 per class and you don't have to commit to paying monthly, which is great for someone who has another gym membership somewhere else and doesn't necessarily want to pay for two of them. Love it. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. We will be back with another episode next week. And bye for now. Bye.